Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John fourteen twenty six. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. The application from last Sunday's 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading shows that those who seek God walk in the light. The second reading reveals that worldly wisdom divides and true wisdom unites. In the gospel, Jesus tells us that we are to come to him as trusting children. This week, talk to God. Tell him about your desires. Seek his approval for what you plan to do. Ask him to help you get rid of seeking only to have your desires granted. 
Ask him to give you true wisdom. Your prayers will become more powerful when you allow God to change your desire to correspond to his will. 1 John 3, 21 to 22. Well, I answered that. I asked the Lord what his will is for me right now. And he told me it is all wrapped up in the prayer my son taught you, the Our Father. His will is for me to listen to others and not judge them. To know, love, and serve him, and know, love, and serve others. And what was the helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken answered that, one of his old books. We are to be childlike in our trusting God. His application? I will approach each person with no agenda, just listen. And I answered that. I went to a healing mass and asked the Lord to make me humble while I was there. I thought the greatest quality of an adult that wants to be childlike is to be humble. For my application, I was reminded of Philippians 2, 3, and 4, and to follow it. Never act out of rivalry or conceit. Rather, let all parties think humbly of others as superior to themselves. Each of you look into others' interests rather than to his own. This Sunday is the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from Mark 9, 38 to 43, 45, 47 to 48. John said to him, teacher, we saw a man using your name to expel demons, and we tried to stop him because he is not of our company. Jesus said in reply, do not try to stop him. No man who performs a miracle using my name can at the same time speak ill of me. Anyone who is not against us is with us. Any man who gives you a drink of water because you belong to Christ will not, I assure you, go without his reward. But it would be better if anyone who leads astray one of these simple believers were to be plunged in the sea with a great millstone fastened around his neck. If your hand is your difficulty, cut it off. Better for you to enter life maimed than to keep both hands and enter Gehenna with its unquenchable fire. If your foot is your undoing, cut it off. Better for you to enter life crippled than to be thrown into Gehenna with both feet. If your eye is your downfall, tear it out. Better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to be thrown with both eyes into Gehenna, where the worm dies not and the fire is never extinguished. The word of the Lord. Questions. What did John say to Jesus? Mark 9, 38. Teacher, we saw a man using your name to expel demons, and we tried to stop him because he is not of our company. Why did Jesus tell him not to prevent him from driving out demons in his name? No man 
who performs a miracle using my name can at the same time speak ill of me. What can no one say except by the Holy Spirit? 1 Corinthians 12.3 says, That is why I tell you that nobody who speaks in the Spirit of God ever says, Cursed be Jesus. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. A personal question. In what way have you used the name of Jesus to drive evil away? from you or your family. Deacon can't answer that. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to get away from this member of my family. In another book he wrote, in prayer, scripture, are commanding evil to be gone in his name. And I've answered that. I wrote in an old book that when Ken is ill or gets an infection, I lay hands on him and take authority in the name of Jesus and drive out Satan's attack on him almost daily. Now I say, when praying over someone, you have no power over this person because he is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And then I quote 1 John 4, 4, you belong to God, children, and you have conquered them. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I trust God that whatever he does for that person is his perfect will. If someone is not against Jesus, for whom is he with Jesus? Who will not lose his reward? Anyone who gives you a drink of water because you belong to Christ will not lose his reward. What does Jesus say about someone who may cause one of his little ones who have faith to sin, Mark 9, 42. It would be better he were plunged into the sea with a great millstone around his neck. What is better for us if a hand, foot, or an eye causes us to sin? To cut them off, get rid of those parts of you that cause you to sin. What could happen to us if we do not get rid of the part that makes us sin? Mark 9, 45 to 48. We could be thrown into Gehenna, hell. What happens in Gehenna, hell, Mark 9, 48? It is where the worm dies, not, and the fire is never extinguished. What will happen to the men who rebel against God? Isaiah 66, 24 says, they shall go out and see the corpses of the men who rebelled against me. Their worm shall not die, nor their fire be extinguished, and they shall be abhorrent to all mankind. Personal, is there a part of you or someone that is causing you to sin? In light of this scripture, how are you going to get rid of the problem? Deacon Ken answered that. My pride causes me to sin. And then he answered, through prayer, studying, and receiving the sacraments. That's how he'll get rid of it. And I answered that myself because I still don't listen to people. 
So I need to stop talking about what I am doing and listen and comment on what others are doing. I have a friend who is very direct with me and tells me when I am not listening, I am ever so thankful the Lord brought her into my life. Read and meditate on Psalm 19, 8, 10, 12 to 14. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. Though your servant is careful of them, very diligent in keeping them, yet who can detect failing? Cleanse me from my unknown faults, from wanton sin especially. Restrain your servant. Let it not rule over me. Then shall I be blameless and innocent of serious sin. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon can't answer that, but from willful sins, keep your servant and let them never control me. His application, I will try to see Jesus in everyone that I meet, and this will help me not to sin against anyone. And I answered that, I will reveal to you in my timing any unknown faults you have. My application, stop badgering myself on things of the past. Listen for the voice of God and him revealing any unknown sins and be joyful, accepting his forgiving love. A commentary. Jesus emphasizes through various sayings the basic laws of discipleship. His own disciples did not understand and their lack of comprehension of what is involved in being a disciple is clearly shown in their arrogant rejection of an exorcist who uses Jesus's name. We see the disciples being very jealous of a man who healed in Jesus's name. They were more concerned about their own group position than in helping free those troubled by demons. Many of us today do the same when we refuse to participate in worthy causes because they are not affiliated with our denomination. We are often very reluctant to be around people who make us feel uncomfortable. Our lack of comprehension of discipleship is displayed when we reject those who do not do things the way we do them. The most blatant of all rejections occurs when we think that our efforts will not receive enough recognition for what we do. Correct theology is important, but it should never be an excuse to avoid helping those in need. Jesus tells us in scripture that anyone who is not helping him is hurting him, Matthew 12, 30. He definitely is not saying that being indifferent to others who are serving in his name is as good as being committed. Jesus tells us that many people from all walks of life have responded by following him and do work in his name. He has shown all throughout his teachings that his hope 
is that we all will be one in the Father. We might well remember that those who share a common faith in Christ should be able to cooperate with one another. As Christians, our thoughts and actions must be motivated by love. And we must be careful about judging others, Matthew 7, 1 to 5. By the same token, we must never be afraid to confront flagrant sin within the church. 1 Corinthians 5, 12 to 13. And I'd like to quote that. And it says, what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Is it not those inside the community you must judge? In our application, the first reading reveals that there is plenty of room for everyone to serve God. The second reading calls us to adopt God's standards, not the world's standards. The gospel shows us that painful discipline is required of his true followers. This week, let the call to discipleship really take hold on you. Cut the sin out of your life by giving up a relationship, job, or habit, or anything else that is against God's will. Look very hard this week at the way you talk, at the way you dress, and at the way you treat others. If you cannot do it, cannot wear it, or cannot say it in front of Christ, then don't. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson today. Thank you for showing us your wonderful wisdom that you give us, Lord, to know the difference between right and wrong. Help us to be open to your spirit this week. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. 
You can also email us at MagnificatCST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.